this one. Uh, yeah, if you like. Different. So, uh, yeah, welcome uh, to Hit or Miss podcast. Um, we're recording a little bit out of order, so if I'm not too mistaken, uh, Will, this is going to be episode one, the first one to come out, yeah? Is the 18th. Yeah, so um, we have a very fitting episode that we're going to review later, because um, we are going to do an episode review a bit later on, um, which will be appropriate for our first podcast. Um, but before that, just to clarify, we're going to be splitting the podcast into sections. Um, I believe Will will be starting off with uh, a little bit of news, yeah? Uh, you want to go straight into the news? Uh, yeah, if you like, yeah. Okay, so guys, what do you think of the two pictures? It was very, um, we were teased a trailer, well, like, the fans, that was just the fans' speculation. Yeah. But we ended up getting two pictures. One of them I liked, very, um, interesting, was the, um, the scribbling one on the, on the wood. Yeah, yeah, does it have... yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that one was definitely the superior one. Yeah. The second picture just gives me a resolution vibes. I did uh, I did see a tweet that said all the second picture did was make you yearn for a time when we didn't have to socially distance because all three of them are way too close around the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was recorded last year, I believe, in the last part. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, just to clarify, are you okay if we call you Mario? Um, MB494. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure, just call me Mario. Oh, okay. Sweet. Um, just, you just let us know, but uh, yeah, I'm Mike, and obviously you know Will, so um, yeah. Um, yeah, the pictures, sorry, I was just going to say, the. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the speculation that's been making the rounds on Twitter and stuff about that uh, picture that may or may not be in Sharda of, um, of Geordie's Doctor sort of counting down the days. Wait, did you say Sharda? Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, that prison that she was uh, that she was locked in at the end of the time of the tunnel. A lot of people are convinced it's Sharda because it looks like it. The sort of prison on an asteroid. Um, well, that would be that would be absolutely amazing because I love Sharda. Yeah. <laughs> Had you not heard that already, uh, you two? No, I. That's the first I heard of it. All oh, right. Oh well. <laughs> the theory I heard for that um, picture was, you know, she was listening through the wall and she was realizing that the person in the cell next to her was Jack. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that, but um, I don't know if you guys also saw this as a really nerdy dive, but um, they released a T-shirt of Geordie's prison outfit, um, which just says "Counting Down the Days," <clears throat> and it's got a sort of a series of um, weird sort of glyphs down one part of the of the uniform she's wearing. Um, which people have said are very similar to some glyphs from Sharda, which is kind of confirming that suspicion. Um, but they're also exactly the same as some of the robes worn by the Katuru in the Time Lord Victoria stuff. Um, so there's a little bit of speculation that that might be a p possible tie into that as well. I mean, I, I'm not partaking in any Time Lord Victorious besides no. the Dalek miniseries. Yeah, I wasn't going to, but... <laughs> Did you catch the trailer for the Daleks miniseries, by the way? Yes, it looks amazing. It's got, it does, the, yeah. it's got the mechanoids in it. Instant win. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, the mechanoids are back for the first time in decades. Awesome. But I will <clears> say <throat> that when I saw the pictures, like I, I sat through the New York Comic Con. I listened to David Bradley. Um, no, not, not, um, not David Bradley. Bradley Walsh calling the Cybermen Cyber Dudes. And all, I got was, oh and all I got was um, two pictures. Mm. But I think the uh, the pictures, the first one in particular, that's just for promo. I, d I don't think that'll be in the actual episode. Mm. Mm. But the first, uh, yeah, one... I don't know. I, I can uh, I, I can kind of see where where Mario's coming from in the in the fact that it might be a sort of oh is Jack in the next cell kind of thing. I hadn't heard that anywhere, but that does make a lot of sense. So maybe. 
But yeah, it was a bit disappointing that we didn't get a trailer. When do you guys think it'll come out? I think either. Oh. No. I think either Children in Need or 23rd November. Uh, Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> is it? I thought to, I thought Children in Need was 23rd of November, but yeah, I would have said the same. Children in Need, that's like the 11th of November, right? The second is week. it? I think it's second week in November. Oh, then I, I sound like a fool then. <laughs> so apologies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of November, oh, they're, they're doing Children in Need on Remembrance Day. Oh, that's maybe why I was thinking that date then. Oh, have a look. No, there's no date. It doesn't say a date. Well. Either way, I agree with uh, with you, Mario. I think it'll be released on Children in Need because they always try to release something a bit special. Um, and I don't think they'll release a sort of the, like they sometimes do the first five minutes or a brief clip. So I think it'll only be a sort of teaser trailer. Yeah. Historically, it's been the 21st of November. So it could possibly be the 23rd. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, do we still, uh, I haven't seen anything about this, but you two might have uh, done a bit of an exploration more than me. Have we had it confirmed that it's going to air on Christmas Day yet? I've seen that um, some broadcaster or some uh, service has put it down for a Christmas special. And also mm. in the live stream, that was the other day at the Comic Con, I believe it was, um, the moderator, the uh, account that had the video on their channel, they said nothing beats a Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah, I was, awesome. was so, going to bring up yeah. that. I, I remember it was actually like the um, you know, lunchtime when I was in school and I was um, you know, just browsing through Twitter and I saw the um, the news and I was just freaking out. My friends were most likely silently judging me. But <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. They, don't, they don't watch the show, so... No, then they're, they're in the wrong, not you. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for. I hope it is on Christmas Day because uh, I've always I always used to like uh, having sort of leftover bits of dinner and enjoying Doctor Who. And um, Christmas Day this year is going to be pretty packed because I just found out they're releasing the movie onward to Disney Plus. So my entire Christmas Day schedule is going to be settled if I've got that yeah. and Doctor Who to watch. And I think they've uh, rescheduled uh, Strictly Come Dancing. I think that's now back on Christmas Day, but it's going to be socially distanced, or it's going to be like a live feed thing. Because they said it was oh, cancelled, okay. they said it was yeah. cancelled, and then I saw somewhere. I, I don't know if it's official or not, because it was a couple of weeks ago. But apparently, it's back on Christmas Day. So depending on the timetable of BBC One on mm -hmm. that day, it could uh, <coughs> stop just before it. Who knows? Fair enough. Or maybe. Yeah, and I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there'll be an episode of Mrs. Brown's Boys as well, because we can't avoid it. It's like death and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a Christmas special coming for that. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't actually mind the show because uh, I knew about the news because about four years ago uh, the last series aired for it because mm. then they did the spin-off obviously which was less good than the actual show in my opinion which isn't that hard mm. but still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Brendan O'Carroll who made the show said that they are going to continue it in Christmas format until uh December 2020, so this should be the final one. But because oh, right. okay. the ratings are so good, it's always in like the top five. It used mm. to be in the top one, it used to be the top of Christmas. But mm. depending on that, it may be extended 2023, 2024, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, that's a good example of a digression anyway, then. <laughs> yeah. Not hugely Doctor Who related, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, did yeah. you have Christmas any... Related. It's Christmas related. It's Christmas related, that's right. Uh, did you have any other news to uh, to fill us in on, Will? Um, no, I don't think there's actually any other Doctor Who news out there. I think that's yeah, it. same. Um, I'm excited. That's it. 
Yeah, I'm excited for the Dalek series. I was going to say, and um, I am the fool that said I wasn't going to get involved with the Time Lord Victorious, and then I've actually bought every bit so far. <laughs> well, I'm, okay, then here's some news. I just looked at the um, Twitter page of uh, Doctor Who, and the oh. it's the panel today. It's the panel oh, the... for the um, Dalek thing. Oh, awesome. Okay, fair enough. And yeah. of course, yesterday there was an announcement that um, some of the people that were going to be on the panel and Joe yeah. Joe Suck's YouTuber, if you didn't know, but he's gonna be yeah, on the panel. I mean, so he must be like a voice actor in it, or he may just be there for promo. Who knows? He may be moderating, but yeah, Chanty could be a voice actor. Can I just say something about the the Dalek miniseries? Go for it. Just like I, I don't think I think people are hitting on the animation too much. I I really like it. It, I, I like it as well, I like the aesthetic of it, but it does look like, if you compare it to a PlayStation 2 graphic game, yeah. I think someone's mentioned this, it does look like a PlayStation 2 game, which is 20 years out of date, but you got to remember, this isn't the main show, it's just an animation spin-off kind of thing, just for the fans, it's not even going to go on the TV, I don't believe, it's just like an easter egg, so you can expect it to be really, really, really good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did see, sorry, I was just going to say, I did see somebody saying you can't really expect, considering we're getting it free on the YouTube channel, we're not going to expect state-of-the-art, but I'm, I agree with you, Mario, I think it looks it looks fine, it's, I mean, it's nice. I like it, I like it. <laughs> I, I, I actually um, rewatched the, the 2016 Power of the Daleks animation um, a couple of weeks ago, which, you know, a lot of people like bashing that for, you know, the animation being a bit stilted and stuff, and I agree, it is, it is quite stilted, and... I, just from the trailers, I think I prefer the animation for the miniseries than I do for Power of the Daleks. Honestly. Have you um, you not checked out the Blu-ray re-release of that then? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I, even though like I'm not the fan of the animation, it's the story which matters, and yeah. So I'm just like I'm gonna. Plus, I got the steel book for it, so like I don't, why would uh, I want to replace that? The steel book. That's so fair good. enough. Yeah. Oh, fair so enough. have any of you been keeping up to date with it, as in just like reading the stories? The, okay. How do you mean the, the Time Lord Victoria stuff? Yeah. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> I've got everything, but I haven't um, read anything just yet other than I would recommend, if you're not picking up everything and you just want little sort of um, recommendations, the two audios that were the two masters. Um, they're only available digital download, so it's only $4.99. Um, they're around, I think, 40 or 50 minutes each, and it's um, John Coulshaw doing the Delgado and the Ainsley Master. Um, and they're, they're good. They're, they're a nice little sort of listen and for a decent price, so I recommend those. The thing is, um, I don't know if they did this before or after lockdown, because we were always saying, oh, there's a gap here, we all hate it, and then they come out with this, and I just thought, did they have this planned, or did they just see the reception and thought, let's do something? I think they already had it planned because they had they've had to move a ton of stuff because one of the first things that was supposed to be out was the escape room, but then when COVID happened, they've moved that back to like February March next year. I saw when it was supposed of, to already be here. I saw quite a lot of stick for that, and I thought, why? It looks cool. Maybe yeah, it looks fine. But I, I, I think it's I, just because no one likes London. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's the news section dealt with. Unless you guys have any other breaking news or anything. Um, I mean, I, that's it. I am. Kind of contemplating whether to get the big finish stuff for um, t Time Lord Victorious, but I've only just started listening to it. You know, I've listened to a few of the free ones, the free big finish stories Same. on Spotify. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe if I get more into it, I'll pick them up. But I uh, I don't know if I'll be buying the ones that are super expensive. Although I said I said that with the other stuff and ended up getting it. But for the sake of the the four ninety nine for kind of two fifty minute episodes, I think is is justifiable. That's a decent price. So. 
Um, are we gonna talk about? Um, oh, I haven't seen it yet, but um, what about Fury from the Deep? That, that was kind of recent, wasn't it? I have the Blu-ray on my shelf, but I haven't watched it yet. So um, maybe we'll talk about it in a future podcast. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. mission. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I've wanted to, but I haven't got around to it. Maybe mm. I'll get around to it soon. Like, I'm actually rewatching all of Trout, and then I'm gonna watch the the instead of getting instead of watching the animation, I'll watch the um the loose cannon recon of Fury from the Deep. And if I like the story, I'll get the animation. If I don't care much for it, I'll wait till it comes out later and it's a bit cheaper. Right. Fair enough, you're a sensible person, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should wrap um, up the news now, because there's nothing else I mean, need to get mm. through this quickly. So, um, you're ready to move on to uh, section two? Yes. Yep. Um, so, just to clarify for everyone, this is the Hail Miss podcast, of course, and we have a section called Hail Miss, where I literally just go through a list of ten things that some people like, some people don't, and they tell me whether it's a hit or a miss, hit being good, miss being avoid unfavorable and these two do not know what i'm going to be saying so it's completely spontaneous and i gave this exact same description in episode three so when that eventually comes out november the first i apologize don't skip over it please okay <laughs> we'll see how quickly we can get through it <laughs> okay william harnell's doctor which is rather fitting for today's episode which we won't reveal yet but william harnell's doctor he'll miss easy hit Ooh, uh, just bear with me while I find the best little sound clip. Uh, oh yeah, just so you know, Mike has got sound clips for his responses. Okay. Ooh. Oh, he did. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting. There we go. Here we go. Not bad. Not bad at all. There you go. Okay. <laughs> he's not near the top, but he's a he's a competent doctor. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, would pre- I, I was looking for something vaguely in the middle, but leaning more. No, it's completely contrary to either saying hit or miss. If I had to pick, I'd say hit though. So yeah, I'd say I'll hit, hit because I have no, um, you know, problems with saying that Hartnell has the best character arc of any Doctor. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Fair. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Straight into the next one. Yeah. Let's run this straight for Spyfall. Do you want to go first, Mario? Yeah, hit. Sasha Dow- Sasha Dowan Dawan, I don't know how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Sasha's master is absolutely brilliant. The companions do suck. He's they excellent. do the most amount of things in- they um, do in series 12. <laughs> Jodie's really good. I don't care what people say, Spyfall Part 2 is really good. I like the going back in time thing. The, the Kasavan are really interesting. Lenny Henry's brilliant. Yeah, Sec- cool. second best story in um, series 12. Uh, behind what? Out of curiosity. Fugitive of the Jadoon. Oh. Trust me, I've I've rewatched all of um, Modern Who quite recently, and um, so I yeah, they're relatively fresh in my mind. I'll have to have Fugitive um, in the Hero Miss section next week because I yeah. I do not rate it that high, but Spyfall Part One is I I love it. It's a great episode, but I won't Ooh, give my uh, score yet. Mike, do you want to give your sound clip? Yeah, my thoughts on Spyfall. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> I really like before. I think part one is much better than part two. Part two isn't awful, but it's just. Eh. I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. I. When I first watched it, I preferred part two to part one, probably just because of the ending. But when rewatching it, I definitely preferred um, part one. I would say I feel like it. 
you know, there were a few slower parts in part two, I would say. I love the um, I love the the historical figure stuff that only really happens in part two. The stuff with um, yeah, Inaya no, Khan I, I and really uh, but my yeah. but my problem with them was just it it started to delve into the Chibnall side cast, you know, mm. having too many. There were definitely too many, and just um, put for out there in series twelve in every episode, all the side characters, most of them anyway, entered the TARDIS. Good only if you notice that. Literally every episode. <laughs> and it just spoils the um the magic of it, in my opinion. At least um, you know, Nora and um the other girl, um, they lost their memory, so Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well that was spiteful, so we got three hits, correct? Yeah. We're hitting right, all three of these. Hits. Oh no, hang on, we've only done two, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We yeah, but three three of us. Oh, oh okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. The Ark in Space. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go first on this one. Go for it. Absolutely fantastic. I love that episode. <laughs> Likewise. Puffy. I used to really, really like it. Oh no. And I rewatched it like a year ago or something, and it was quite slow. But I'm gonna say hit because Tom Baker. Yeah, Tom Baker was great. I can't say enough good things about it. I love everything from the Doctor's speech about the human race being indomitable to the sort of... I know it's it, they're really primitive, but the kind of the almost charm that the Wirren um, effects, so if you can call them effects, have. Yeah. Um, and the overall story is just... It's it's my kind of sci-fi. So, yeah, I, definitely love, I love the um, set design. The set design was great. <laughs> like, ha- Completely. I mean, I, there were some um, you know, good moments. Like, how did Noah, having bubble wrap on his hand, like, how did they make that creepy? <laughs> good acting, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Straight to the next one. We're hitting yeah, all next. of these. I've got a cool. feeling we're just going to hit all of these. No worries. Next one. Amy Pond. Hit. Hit. Mm. I mean, besides the kissogram stuff, hit. And, <laughs> you know, that ending, and the ending of Flesh and Stone. Get oh. rid of those things. 100% perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll say... Fantastic. But with the exact provisos that you just gave, Mario, I don't like the end of, um, is it Vampires of Venice? No, Flesh and Stone. Um, uh, Flesh and Stone, sorry. Um, do not like that. Don't like quite how obsessive she is in a few moments for the Doctor. Um, but as an overall arc, and as a fantastic actress, I've got to come down on the side of hit. I yeah, think that's she's also like... in uh, series five, in series six, and series seven. Um, the yeah. start of series seven, she comes into her own, and I think she knows the character. But in series five, I can make... very understand the annoying factor you kind of get with her. She's yeah. just clingy. Go for it, Mario. For me, she's completely perfect from um, you know, series six onwards. I, I don't. She's probably my second favorite companion besides Donna. Um, I, w- I would say. But you know, she's only second favorite because of all the um the stuff in series five. Mm. I I liked her in yeah. series five, but there were moments that were a bit iffy. And I think it's yeah. Weird. If uh, yeah, if we're criticizing um, series five, though, I would I would go ahead and say that I think possibly one of her best moments is still Vincent and the Doctor. Um, oh yeah. So I would definitely have that stand out amongst series five, which I don't overall love her character. And I think the it's ultimate ginger. If you're the ginger, the ginger. Well, I think it's worth pointing out that uh, Moffat did say that that was his biggest regret at the end of Flesh and Stone. 
Yeah, mm. that's that's the thing Moffat should be regretting, not the beast below. He should be regretting that. He did say mm. that, but he said the beast below was a mess of an episode, which I what, kind of disagree not. with. I like it. I like the beast. I like below. it as well. I don't think it's a mess at all. Yeah. I rewatched it quite recently with the Who addicts, um, you know, for the um the retro views, and oh, I yes. fucking yeah. loved it. I I, so I I would rate it. Poor. What would you guys rate it? I'd rate it. Uh... Strong seven, eight. a strong seven, eight. maybe eight. I, I'll I was gonna eight. go seven. I was gonna go exactly seven. Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, around that I, I was. I would normally give it a seven, but when rewatching it with the Who Has, I gave it an eight. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it's not the uh, it's not the worst thing Moffat's ever put out. He should be thinking no, about no. Hell, uh, hell bent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not as hating on that as most people, but <laughs> we'll get to that. I'm sure. Uh, well, it's not on today's list, unfortunately. Oh, well. But we'll get on Maybe to another, another episode, yeah. Mm. It's not in episode three either, so I'll, I'll, I'll maybe put that in episode two, which we'll record oh. next weekend. Next one, class. Never oh, seen it. Sure. Never seen uh, it, so I can't judge. Okay. I have seen it, and I can judge. Absolutely fantastic. Yes. I loved it. Yes. I don't understand why some people don't like it. It's uh, different tastes, obviously, but uh, I, it's a spin-off show. It's not Doctor Who. Torchwood Series Two onwards was great, right? But we—I think most people would agree. Well, it, it is—it's better than Series One of Torchwood, right? I—I I, I personally. I think series one to three of Torchwood are great, and I can't stand series four. Uh, so. uh, Miracle Day, way too American for my liking. Yep. Oh, Miracle Day will be on this list, episode two, I guess, again, so just keep watching. But I, I do like Miracle Day, but the point I'm trying to make is series two and series three, in my opinion, are better than series one. No. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, if you follow that through into the same logic, into class, class did not have time to shine. Because they only had one series of five episodes. Even Sarah Jane Adventures had more episodes than that, and that's the kids' show. Yeah, I uh, I don't think class. I don't understand why it gets a bad rap because I like so much of what they actually yeah. gave us. Um, I love is it the the Karakanus, the um, weird sort of lava stone guys. Was that the big I villain? Think the the main villain overall for the yeah. series. I think they're some of the best villains any of the Doctor Who or spin-offs has given. I really loved them. I love the idea of them being linked to April, um, specifically by that, you know, she was not wanting actress. to spoil too much, but I, I she was fantastic. Yeah, she was great For me, the, the reason I didn't want to watch it is just because it didn't feel like Doctor Who. Like, Tortured has Jack, Sarah Jane Adventures mm. has Sarah Jane. I feel like for me to um, want to get into it, it needed to have a character which I cared about beforehand. The first, the first episode has Pierre Capaldi's Doctor in. Oh, does it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. If I find a if I find a way to watch it, and, it's on Netflix. And may I add, oh. I think that was the weakest moment of the episode when Capaldi came in. I thought by that point they were already established and they didn't need that uh, like the caretaker, the grandfather kind of um, character to mm. you know like in Deep Breath, Matt Smith had a cameo at the end to make to reassure the viewers. Mm. While I think think that was a great scene and was needed, I don't think it worked with Capaldi in episode one because by then I liked the episode, I liked the characters and I thought it, he doesn't need to be here. I, I I wanted that moment because when I watched it, like series eight was the first series I completely watched live and stuff. Mm. And you know, I was used to Matt Smith being like this young, dashing, um, happy, funny doctor and going from to Peter Capaldi who was, you know, older 
and a bit more like um you know stubborn and rebellious and stuff it was kind of it was kind of off-putting i wasn't the biggest fan of episode one but it was nice to have that phone call i've rewatched deep breath and i absolutely love it now but back then i didn't really like it if uh, if i could bring it back to class for a second though <laughs> um yeah i would say mario if um if your sort of um, your trepidation is in case there's not a sort of a character that you know um i think at least two or three of the characters in class are good enough to hold their own amongst any sort of Doctor Who characters and you will get to know and love them like immediately. I like the Capaldi uh, scene because there's a couple of well-written lines but I think Sophie Hopkins who plays April and especially Catherine Kelly um, who plays uh, Will Help Me Out character name. <laughs> What's her name? Oh, um... Miss Quill. As I was saying, um, yeah Mario if you do get a chance I think class is only 10 sort of 45 minute episodes and they're all on Netflix and possibly iPlayer I'm not sure but they're well worth a watch. I'll, I'll give it a go at some point. I'll let you know. Yeah, um, as I was saying, yeah, I think the, some of the characters in class are fantastic. I think it probably it may appeal more if you're younger, um, but which is weird because I'm an old fogey. But um, yeah, the school stuff and the fact that there's there's a kind of a representation for everyone. There's LGBT characters, there's black characters, um, and like I said, there's a really cool three dimensional character in Miss Quill, who's a, a sort of villainous character who's forced to interact with the heroes and not harm them um, from ways I won't necessarily spoil but yeah, maybe she is so good maybe we should review like an episode from each uh, spin-off Sarah Jane talks yeah. words class I know we've already got a list of set uh, episodes but we could just change them around we can change one certainly yeah because I think um, they're, they're all sort of single short episodes as well so if, if you like yeah. Yeah. it just seems us talking about it now and just spoiling it for everyone yeah. <laughs> considering it's never um watched it yeah i was trying to not get into much beyond the pilot episode but yeah, yeah um, definitely lots it. to love it's, it's very good out of um out of curiosity though just going by sort of title of the description will do you have a favorite episode of class uh right i'll have to uh search the wikipedia up <laughs> i'll uh, i'll go first then and say that my favorite episode i love um <clears throat> co-owner of a lonely heart is a close second but my favorite episode is the metaphysical engine or what quill did which is fantastic <clears throat> I think my favourite would be, even though it's not uh, objectively, I, I don't, I, like I know it's not the best episode, but it's my favourite, and I like how it was shot. Detained. Oh, okay, right. By Patrick Ness. Well, he wrote every episode actually. Yeah, I think he was the creator of the idea, wasn't he? Of uh, class. Did you see the ideas he had for the next series? We were going to see I... the Weeping Angels home planet, which I wouldn't have wanted to see, but it's a big mm. idea anyway. It is. Um, I haven't looked at anything like that because I think I'm still kind of harboring hope that it'll get um, that we might get to hear some of them on Big Finish or see comics or something maybe. So I didn't want to spoil well, them. I think one of um, the actors, the the male one, uh, or the alien one, um, he hmm. made a controversial treat, uh, treat, a tweet during series eleven, and he says this is like crap. And then everyone just turned on him, like, how could you oh, say this? And yeah. then he was saying, it's just shallow, it's just, there's no story. And then everyone ripped into him, and they, they were like, that's what class was, though. And I thought, well, he's oh, not man. wrong, though. Series <laughs> yeah, was shallow. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, Mike likes Series 11, so. I, I don't like all of it, just to clarify. I think there's maybe three great episodes, three average episodes, and the rest are complete dog poop <laughs> I, 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 I I'd have, actually agree with that I think there's, I, I there's have rewatched two it. three very good ones I rewatched it recently like I said I, I rewatched Modern Who quite recently 
and I have grown it. I've enjoyed episodes like the um, the Ghost Monument, and I've actually um, improved um, on Arachnids in the UK, funnily enough. The thing is, Arachnids in the UK isn't a bad episode, it's just the ending that lets it down. Yeah, but there were... But there, were, but there were, at the same time, there were some episodes which went in the opposite direction. Like I hate the Saranga conundrum. Yes, Demons of the Punjab. I've realised how overrated Demons of the Punjab is because like the first half is really slow. I, t- I talked about uh, how much I liked it in episode three. So the spoiler for a future episode, uh, but keep an eye out for that. But okay. uh, I do really enjoy that episode. And I've realised on the rewatch that I prefer Kablam to Rosa. I I agree. And uh, I'd have to rewatch, but I can see where you're coming from. And resolutions overrated. <gasps> Blasphemy. No, I agree. The, the thing is, I wouldn't say it's like amazingly rated. I think it's good. I think people think it's good, but I don't see many people saying greatest thing ever. So I wouldn't say it's overrated in that respect. I think it's fairly rated as a good episode. Mm. Isn't uh, isn't resolution technically part of series twelve because it's on that box set? <laughs> the thing is, I don't. Uh, I'd rather I, um, Resolution was the finale for um, Series 11 um, agree, yeah. the Battle of Ran- the, ba- the Battle of Rice and Beans. Uh, the Battle of Ranskid Acid Cool. Oh, I, hate, I, I hated that I one on rewatch. It was meme. so, so, so <laughs> boring. Same with It Takes You Away. I hated that one on rewatch. It Takes You Away. We've already addressed that as well on a future episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I really right. don't like It Takes You Away. It's, we'll just uh, talk about something else then. Yeah. Just to clarify, I was not the one who started Series 11 Tangent, okay? Because I've got a feeling in every single podcast we're going to bring up Series 11 just as like a punching bag, just like, this is awful, we can't do this. Not, not for me. Yeah, but I don't want people to say, oh, this guy's so negative about Series 11. I'm not, I quite like uh, quite a few of the episodes, but... Oh, you agreed with me, there's three great episodes, three average, and the rest are under... Under average or below par? So. Yeah. Yeah. Three great episodes for me: Woman Who Fell to Earth, Rosa, and Kablam. And we had. A... Wouldn't be my three, but okay. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna adapt this one. Fear her. Miss. Ch- uh... H- child actors and Doctor Who suck. I, I think child one. actors just suck in general because they do. About that point, they don't have training, or they have yeah, very I mean... limited training. I don't think Chloe, I don't think the actress who played Chloe is the worst child actress. Actress, I think the worst child actress is the actresses who played um, uh, what was it? Um, Angie from Nightmare and Silver oh. and Ruby from In the Forest of the Shite. Yes. <laughs> well, um, have you got a tangent here? But I'll only cover it for a brief minute. Have you guys watched the Alien franchise? I've yeah. seen. Yeah, I have. I okay. actually like Alien Covenant. This, run of I, I do. I watched the full film and I thought, why is this rated so lowly on Sky Cinema? So it's only a two star. I'd rate it a four star, four and a half. But whatever, the, the point I'm trying to make is in the second um, episode, um, the little girl on Newt. Oh, yeah. She, she was a good child actress. Yes. Hmm. So there is, they don't, they don't, they do exist, good child ac- actors. Yeah, uh, the only, for me, the only good child actress in Doctor Who is young Amelia. Mm. All the if, others. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for good examples of really good child actresses, um, if, nice. if you're into horror, um, then I recommend Hill House, um, where all the child actors in that are fantastic. Mm. I'd also say Finn Yeah, I'm watching the It films for the first time. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I watched the It films for the first time quite recently, and the child actors in, in um, specifically Chapter 1 are brilliant. I think they're really good. Hmm. Yeah, they had, um, yeah. Back to Fear Hill. 
Oh, yeah, yeah going back to uh, going back to fear her. Um, I I will say before I I see anything that I do think it's maybe slightly overheated, but overall my opinion. Do you know the um the video they made of the um the woman who fell to earth, Ryan Sinclair, don't you dare? They made that into a song. <laughs> I didn't know. No, no you've got to watch that. It's great. It was very funny. Later, later. Yeah, but they make it into like a pop song, like an eighties pop song. It's very funny. So just to clarify, fear her, three misses. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the change. We all said hits for all the other ones. Yes. Really. Yeah. Well, I didn't say anything for class. <laughs> True. Well, well, okay, then technically we haven't missed one except from Fear Her. So, uh, in episode three, it's very um, hit and miss. It's like um, a variety of both. I don't think I chose that controversial picks today, but here's the last four. Bow ties. Okay. Pardon? Bow ties. Me I'm not, not miss, sorry. Hit. Hit, 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 hit. Bow ties are cool. Yeah. Did you, uh, hang on a second, you've, you've stepped on my sound clip, just bear with me a sec. Yep. How did you know that was going to come up? Because I've got a Doctor Who soundboard and it's like the top result for 11th Doctor, obviously. <laughs> oh right, it's a soundboard, I thought you actually downloaded the clips and then... Come. No. Uh, <laughs> I was doing it, I'd have to go onto iPlayer and find an episode. Yeah. That makes but, uh, yeah, sense. Yeah, both ties are cool. Yeah, those are ties are very cool. Okay, Peter Capaldi's doctor. Hey. Hey. Uh, I, I, yeah, I only chose this because of Mike's opinion in episode three. He went in. Not well not you, in, but you may be you may be surprised that overall I would say. Fantastic. Yes. Would you say he's fantastic though? Overall, yes. I don't okay. I don't love the portrayal of the character in series eight. Right. Um, because I think I get what Moffat was trying to do in kind of making him not immediately um, sort of lovable or someone that you can glob onto, and that's a bit of sort of Hartnell or Colin Baker in that. But I don't like that. I'm not a fan. I, I like the Doctor to be the hero, and I like the idea of that, you know, he should always be at I least likable and, I, yeah, I and more heroic. That, but there's stories that centre around that, like, listen... I think mm -hmm. that adds to the intensity, the, the Doctor being dark, miserable. But then I actually found a connection between it uh, yesterday, like a parallel. And for the Doctor to be happy, Clara had to be gone. Because mm. Series 10 is amazing. Yeah, so Clara like, dying like, must have flipped the switch because obviously, because in going back to Deep Breath, he says, Clara, I'm not your boyfriend. So obviously there, he wasn't happy of what his past actions in this 11th incarnation so I had to change just for her and then when she was gone he's happy again he's series 11 um he's series all Clara's um, fault again <laughs> and the thing is I like I, Clara I, I really like Clara I, I, I don't agree with the I don't agree with your assessment on that one sorry to to, to put in because um for me I think the turning point for Capaldi's Doctor I can pinpoint exactly to last Christmas um, oh, yeah. And Kara still had a full season left at that point. I think he's he's perfectly fine throughout Series 9 as well, but last Christmas is the first time he shows real joy and kind of exuberance oh, yeah. about being the Doctor. Yeah, and I actually... 
I personally think the turning point wasn't losing Clara. I think it was almost losing her tragically and then realizing that he still had her to travel with kind of thing in Last Christmas. Yeah, I, um, I'd say his doctor did the complete 180 as soon as he um, got a chance to ride on Santa's sleigh. I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair point. I, I'd love to do that. So, final two points. Amy's choice. If any of you hear, if any of you say this, I will, I will end the podcast now, and we will not upload a single ep- episode. Please say hit. Please say hit. hit. Uh, j- all right, hit. Um, if not entirely for that one scene where the doctor's like running and he's about to fall asleep, and it's like that's so oh, that mean. Scene. It's like me on a Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that scene is so intense. I absolutely love that scene. The music, the acting, the um, uh, Toby Jones speaking into the doctor's ear. I love that song. Uh, the Dream Lord, uh, he's amazing. The Dream Lord's great. I, I don't know whether he should return. I, I'd rather the meddling monk returned. If in I uh, in my um, article for the University of Who website, I don't know if you've read my articles, but I actually mentioned how I'd love Toby Jones to return as the Dream Lord, but I think that would take away from the excellence of the first episode because I think he would be a very mm. good one-time villain. Though I would want to was- see more. Like, I think it was a good yeah. twist at the end that both the um the realms were dreams and stuff. I think that was a good twist. And then but the thing is, the, the the jarring thing about that is the it's meant to be the exact opposite of the Doctor, and it's got to be the mm. fo- there's got to be the thoughts in his head. So I thought, why did Amy not um question the Doctor about his thoughts about her? Because the Dream Lord had very awful thoughts about Amy and Rory. So why didn't they show concern? And I thought that was, that was just very odd. Hmm. I I will say um, you know uh, oh um, just give me a second. I had it in my brain and I forgot. Yeah. Mike, do you have your sound clip? Uh, I do. And uh, Will, I've only got one thing to say. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> it's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember what I was gonna say. I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, I, love, I really like Amy's choice because Rory does a Thanos. You can do the Thanos meme. Oh, okay. You remember he gets dusted. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I can see all of your positive sides of things, um, and I'm not gonna completely dump on Amy's choice. But for me, it just doesn't come together well enough and doesn't really work. Oh, man. Um, I don't like stories that take place predominantly where there's no stakes and it's revealed. I I, I'm, I despise the it was all a dream ending in any kind of media. But that's because the it's point. so cheap. Yeah, that is the point. <laughs> I know that's the point, but it still doesn't change the fact that it's so cheap and it means right. that like you've wasted 45 minutes. Well, I was considering, um, well, considering we have a lot to say about it, I thought maybe we should make this into like an episode review, but we've got about five Matt Smith episodes coming up this series. Jeez. So far, so, like five out of the 12 episodes are going to be Smith related. Yeah, we know who your favourite doctor is, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, I didn't even uh, recommend most of those. You, uh, you mentioned it, but then Xander wanted to do A Christmas Carol, and I wanted to do, uh, to, um, what do you call it, The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe. So there's two of Oh, God, The Doctor, The Widow, and The Wardrobe. Yeah, that's the... Um, pen- More examples of bad child acting. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I didn't mind them. It was just the tone of the story. It was a bit silly, but we'll come to that in episode 11. Yeah. But... I do not understand why I was going to go on today. Oh yeah, 
I don't want to. I wanted to do an Amy Choice review after this, mm. but because we have so many Smith reviews, I don't want to. So let's just give our rating for the episode now. I, I'm, I'm very interested. I'm sure everyone else is interested listening. So if we go for okay. the guest first. Alright, um, I give it a 7 out of 10, I'd say. Which is a good rating in my eyes. Six out of 10. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. It's great. I love it. I would give it a 4 out of 10. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Will just keeps dropping out. He's appalled at me. So, anyway, this has been my last episode of the podcast, everyone. Take care. <laughs> Well, the final one, it's um, very um, Moffat era centric today, actually, mm. ironically. And the final one is The Silence. Silence? Oh. Yeah. Hit. Mm. Hit. 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 Oh, uh, stick steelbook was around here somewhere so I could just stroke it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, here. Um, not bad, not bad at all. Which, I, to clarify, I would say, I would say absolutely hit, with the only proviso being that we didn't see enough of them or explore them well enough, yeah. um, in my opinion. Uh, they were kind of used for sort of, ooh, this is a cool concept, we'll chuck them in the background and it'll be an, an easy scare or an easy I bit of reference. Of, but... I think they did, they nailed it in Day of the Moon. Day of the Moon, yeah, yes. Day of the Moon is, it, an, Day of the Moon is one of my favourite yeah. stories. It's Day of the Moon so good. isn't as good as The Impossible Astronaut. Because oh, I, think it, I think it's... I think both are very good. Both mm. are very good. But the point is, um, it's very psychological horror. But it's also mm. physical. There's physical elements to it because you can see him, and then you have the lines on Amy's face, and I just thought oh, that that is creepy. Like the scene in Day of the Moon where it's like you know, um, they're in the the TARDIS, and I forgot his name. Um, American dude, you know, has this the thing on his hand um, flashing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. He has the thing on his hand, and it's like you know, you realise there was a silence in the tires, and you know, it's the one from um, you know Amy took a picture of in on her phone. Yeah. I completely agree with everything you guys are saying, but can you name any memorable scene with them in The Wedding of River Song or The Time of the Doctor? When they broke the glass, that freaked me out. And, like, when, oh, they burst, and when they burst through the door, and then they were shot. That was, okay. it was epic. And also, when the fact that they used the, the eye patches things against them, I, I thought was that clever. was really clever of them. And Wedding of River Song gets too much hate. Too much hate. I agree, I don't think it was a bad episode. Also, I just realised I missed the opportunity for a joke. When you said the silence, I should have said, "Who are they?" <laughs> oh, we all should have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I had a soft spot for series six. I love that series. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I don't know what Mike's going to say, but I, I have a soft spot. I like, I like. Let's go, Hitler. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, really, overall... I don't know what you guys are going to say to this, but the only story, I, well, stories, I should say, that I don't like from series is don't the gang two parter. No, the gang two. That's so underrated. I hate that one. Why do so I, Why boring. does everyone hate it? No, it's not. It's I, clever. I, I, it's slow. I don't. I don't hate it. <laughs> Just to clarify, I didn't get into my thoughts, but you might like what I'm going to say about series six, or you might not. In that case, will. But I think it, the first half is fantastic. The second half is not. I like Night Terrors, I like um, the God Complex, in fact, sorry, let me rephrase that, I love the God Complex, um, mm. 
I like the Wedding of River song. I like Let's Go Hitler. Um, what else? Um, Closing Time, I like the bits with Craig. The side mentioned have been in it, uh, which, but I do still like it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Girl Away is controversial opinion. I think it's overrated. Mario, briefly, yeah. do you think Rita should have been a full-time companion? Or, like, or should she have been a companion? into closing time do you think that would have been better we touched upon it in episode three would you yes or no have liked rita as a one-time companion in one episode in closing time i think i liked her and i feel like she fit in the god complex this is gonna sound weird but i think she shouldn't have died and then made a bit of a comeback in um like um like either like the wedding river song or in series seven or something kind of like in the rtd era like in the RTD Agreed. era, you know, you know where um, Harriet Jones, you know, she would she came back in series four and stuff. Mm. I'd yeah. say. Completely agree. I I understand why she's not gonna be there for the next sort of couple of episodes in series six, but considering that the Doctor kind of drops the pawns off, you could easily have him picking up Rita and travelling with her in the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. She would have um, been. Which, she would have yeah. made so much more sense in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship than just a generic ranger guy and a queen yep. or something. She, she, that, yeah, that, yeah, well, she would have been good in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. But that would have been a perfect place to put her if you, you made her survive. So, are we all agreeing that Series 6 is the absolute best series of Doctor Who ever? It's not the best. <laughs> it's not the best. The gang is too part of <laughs> Go on again. That's the final time we're doing that. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm sure there's an ongoing gag that everyone's It has risen in my rankings. It was already near the top, but it has risen in my rankings because it's the only series I have the steelbook for. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got it um, recently. I, it was, you know, good price, about £28. I thought, sod it, I'll get it. Well, guys, I think we should Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit overly harsh on the second half, but I do think the second half only has maybe two episodes I think are really, like, hits. And your sound, your sound is going up. 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 Your audio is really your, your bad. Your audio is really bad right now. Is it? Oh, sorry. I think you're um, talking too close, maybe. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, we're there. Uh, uh, and again. Like it's like all fuzzy and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll drop out and come back in. Um, okay. Because I can't hear Will either. Yeah. My ears hurt okay. now. Typical, right when we're about to start talking about this story. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Ah, I can hear you now. Okay, I'm mute, mute and then I'm mute myself. But now I've messed around with my my my, uh, my microphone, so now I don't know the audio levels, which means I could sound absolutely bombastic during the second half. But it is what it is. You sound quite low to um to my headphones at the moment, so you may want to turn it up a bit. Same. Okay, is that better? A little bit, maybe a bit higher. How about now? That's perfect. Good enough. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think that's uh, that was that the last hit or miss. Yeah. That was the last hit or miss. Nice. So, are we ready to move on to the episode review? Yeah. Wait, what, what was the last one again? I can't remember what it was. The silence. Series six. Yeah, it's the silence. Series what, what six. The silence. Yeah. What are the silence? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you got us. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you played us! No, I just realised! <laughs> Come on, Will, that was a bit slow! I can only cop you for that! <laughs> you actually got me there! <laughs> oh, bless! Uh, well, I think we should just go on to the episode review. We're 55 minutes in. Oh. After editing, it'll probably be about 52, and we've got Beat the Chase pilot recording after this in an hour or so. Mm -hmm. 
I think we should just get on with the episode review, which today right. was got my notes. an unearthly child. Yes. It was the very first episode. Yeah. So, what do you guys have to say about it? Like the overall summary thoughts, without saying the overall summary, which you'll give at the end, including your rating. So just like a, a quick line, summary. A quick summary. Just get your thoughts out uh, there, and so then we'll quick spin off from there. So a quick summary of just what we think. Yeah. Well, not not everything. Just like your general thoughts. Yeah. And then we'll just First, adapt the conversation to fit whatever you say. All right. First part, amazing. Lastly, part, boring. I think that's a common opinion. Um, yeah, to try to keep it nice and vague, I would say there's some good mystery. You cannot overrate the first part for its importance and everything that it does. Um, there's some nice lines, but overall it is, to be very generous, at least a mixed bag. <laughs> well, in, in my opinion, it was a terrific establishing episode to start it all off. It gave us a history lesson, which I appreciated, but there was not there was only so much they could actually do, and it, is, it sort of fell flat. It, it did fall flat, but I appreciate what they were trying to do. Excluding, yeah. the, do excluding the Doctor, the trio was good. That's a bit spoilery for the review, but whatever. But it was a tad overacted at times, uh, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wrote um one. Of, I wrote that one of the characters was OTT in this. Yeah, uh, but it was. I have uh, yeah, I was, have issues about other things, yeah, but we'll get to it. <laughs> there was some uh, the final line of my summary, which was actually intended for the end, but I'll just say it now. There's a lot of potential to be sought after. There's a lot of potential. Oh, there. completely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the potential was fulfilled. But as a first episode, you can definitely see that this would be a, this could be a very good show. Yeah. Mm. Um, one of the things. Okay, I'll I'll chuck this out there. But it was one of the last lines I've got on my review, but I'll just throw it out there and see what you guys think. I personally think you could skip straight from episode one to the Daleks and lose nothing. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. But I, I appreciate the story, the history lesson they were trying to give. I, uh, I yeah, learned... but it's terrible history. It's not remotely scientifically accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I, learned I learned that cavemen were, um, you know, were annoying. That's what I yeah. learned. Yeah. What? So fire was pretty. They didn't give a specific year. Like, um, I mean, people always say hundred thousand BC, but I don't know if that's when fire. Yeah, was because the period. um the scanner wasn't working right, so it just said zero. It's like zero yeah. day BC. It so. wasn't zero. That, that's like what? Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't zero. That's was like, zero. you know, Neolithic. This is obviously Paleolithic. Mm. Paleolithic? Yeah. Mm. I, I put down that I always like to consider this to be two separate stories. First part mm. on its own as an unearthly child, and then the um, the last three parts as its own separate story, 100,000 BC. Mm. Like a three part. So, in, in which case, um, if you'll indulge me, I hope you don't mind, Will. Um, just just for the, the sake of it, if you had to give a rating out of 10 for just episode 1, for just an unearthly child, um, and I think I know how this is going to go, what would you give it? A lot of people, uh, a lot of people like decimal point scores, which I don't, mm. I, I don't mind it, but no. I, I tend to rate up, to round it up, so you, I would normally give this episode a 4.5, but rounding it up, I'd say, I'd say it's a 5, but it's not, it's not perfect. But I'm talking about just episode one, though, just the unearthly yeah. child. Yeah, just episode you'd one. Give, I'd give, you'd give that a five I'd, out of ten? No, I'd give what? no, I'd give that a four point five out of five, which would be five. a nine. Oh, okay. But I, to, Nine out of ten. To round it up, it would be a ten. 
but it's a nine. It's a nine. It's a nine out of ten. Okay. And uh, you, Mario? Um, just the first part, I give. I I simply give it a nine out of ten. It's amazing. I always enjoy it whenever I rewatch it. I never get bored. I never. I never need to check the um like how long's left, which is an important thing for me. If I if I need to check how long's left, I'm not. It's not grabbing me. I yeah. never have to for um this story. Whilst I did for the other three parts. Yeah. Mug's back. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. Um, I didn't uh, hear. So yeah, Mario, what did you give? Uh, just just episode one out of ten then. Nine out of ten. I would go an easy ten personally. Um, but okay. No, no, I thought you said five out of ten and I was like, for just the pilot? That doesn't okay. make sense to me. No, 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 no. I wanna say five out of five, then ten out of ten. It is very good. The reason I'm only okay. giving it a nine and not a ten is just simply because you know, not much happens. It's just mostly exposition and stuff. Like if there was a bit more uh, action. I, I disagree. I'll, I, yeah, I'll counteract that though and say yeah, I mean, I'll say that, Mario, what you have to remember, and I know it's difficult to do, is that yeah. these were the first times any of these concepts had been heard. So if I you know. imagine seeing it seeing it for the first time in 63 with no concept of a time travel show or what the TARDIS is or who the Doctor is as an alien or all of these things, I mean, it wouldn't still be here 50, the, nearly 60 years later. I think the first part should have been like a bit longer. Like if, if they were able to get it to be a bit longer, I, I think that would have definitely benefited. Like, just like an extra well, five minutes to do something a bit more. I think I it was, do it was think, perfect. I, I think... I do, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. I, I do think um, that I remember reading... Sorry, oh, go ahead. So, go ahead, Mario. Sorry, I'm talking also, about you. Also, um, kind of what... Let's see, yeah. She's not as annoying as in the other parts, but Susan is kind of annoying. And I also wrote here that uh, Ian and Barbara are straight-up stalkers. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah. A bit, yeah. As I was going to say though, um, I, I see what you're saying and I do think they should have spent more time in 1963 rather than going straight to um, whatever it is, you know, BC. It was, um, a whole and episode. I... it was a whole episode dedicated to that time zone. And it wasn't yeah. as though they didn't go back to that time zone, because they did in their uh, stories and later the show. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying um, I read that, um, you know, this was a kind of a late replacement and originally the episode was supposed to be a version of what later became Planet of the Giants, where they would be, oh, yeah, I heard you know, right. all four parts would be in 1963 in Coal Hill School, which would give you a lot more chance to set up, you oh, know, who Susan so is. And... Exactly, yeah. Not, but imagine them doing it in a school, just having to avoid all the students just running by. That would have been so much fun. Yeah, in the science labs and everything, yeah. I was just <laughs> thinking about the, um, the writer, and I thought, how privileged must you be to write the first ever episode of the show? That must have been so yeah. that one, I, No, sorry, that wasn't him. It was uh, someone else. Sasha Dan only played him in an adventure. <laughs> it was um, the writer of the first episode is listed as being Anthony Coburn. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But there's apparently there's an argument that C.E. Weber may have written parts of it as well. Yeah, um, but the character that you're thinking of, um, that Sasha Dewan played, was the director Waris Hussein. Ah, uh, in Adventure in Time and Space, yeah, I've seen that. That was great. Okay. I love that. Yeah, that, that was excellent. Best Mark Gatiss thing, I would say. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I, definitely. I wrote this down because I was kind of shocked when I was watching this, but um, um, you know. When Barbara was going to give Susan a book on the French Revolution, um, Susan was listening to some uh, music, and she said it was by, get this, John Smith. Yep, John Smith and the Common Men. It's a hugely famous uh, line from the pilot. <laughs> uh, John Smith. Did the doctor yep. get his nickname from them? I think so. Must be. Mm. It must just be like an Easter egg, I suppose. 
there's a lot of um without getting into it there's a lot of big finish stuff that deals with john smith and the common men who aren't a real band and uh kind of addresses that that sounds weird well i i to go for that um first scene i liked the subtle humor when the doctor diverts the attention from the box and when Mm. it says i wonder why i haven't seen this before the way he delivered that line uh, i thought it's it's not like laugh out loud funny but i thought I, it put a smile on my face because I thought, this is the Doctor. He's he's charming. He's the same Doctor that's in the modern series, for example. Yeah, you can see the parallels. This 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 episode did have a lot of um, charm and humor, charm, like, that's spe- the word. especially between um, Ian and Barbara. I remember like like some of their lines just gave me a chuckle, like. Just like Ian was just, you know, Barbara's like, I'm giving Susan a, um, a book on the French Revolution. And he's like, oh, what's she going to do? Rewrite it? And it's just yeah. like little exchanges like that. Just yeah. Like um, just to, to sort of uh, piggyback off that as well. And again, this is a nerdy little fact, but I do think I completely agree with you. And I'm pleased that they didn't go with the original idea because in the original script, Ian was a complete a-hole. He basically comes in and trashes the teacher's lounge because he's had a bad day. And um, Barbara's like, oh, you've got to stop losing your temper or whatever. And it's kind of like, I don't know where they were coming from with that. Um, it, but, Ian's, um, the best, uh, the, Ian's the best original um, companion, I would say. Like, tied with Stephen Taylor with my favourite First Doctor companion, I would say. I, I, I just want to bring that up. He was great. Uh, William Russell, yes. I think his name is. I think he was... It is, yeah. I think he, he was more like the Doctor than the Doctor. Yeah, I'm yes. not, not so in episode one, obviously, but in episode two, three, and four, William Hartnell kind of goes into the background, and by episode three, he's pretty much non-existent. And you'd think William Russell was the Doctor, and I think he played a blinder. I remember um, I wrote this for um, ep- episode three, actually, and I said Ian's definitely the best. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Also, I agree, um, and I see um, that you can see that the kind of the Doctor was supposed to be the big alien enigma, um, and the hero, as it yeah, were, of the story yeah. was yeah was supposed to be Ian. He was the guy that you were following. This yeah, sort of you, dashing you can tell the Hollywood Doctor was type. the um, the antihero. I just yeah. love how I just love how I um, wrote down just savage Hartnell all in caps. <laughs> uh, I was I was more kind, but yeah, if we're getting onto that, I've just put that the Doctor is incredibly inconsistent because he goes from being really callous and wanting to sort of ignore an injured man or leave Ian and Barbara behind and then that hugely infamous scene where it looks like he's going to brain a caveman with a rock (laughs) exactly yeah Um, but then in episode 4 when Carl is murdered he acts like all appalled and it's like dude one episode ago you almost just brained a guy it's because he 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 has something against Zar yeah I think it was just to get him out of that position he he likes Carl he just doesn't like Zar so that's why he wants to kill Zar to be fair they look so similar and when the fight scene came on in episode 4 I was like who the hell is who I thought oh yeah I I can't tell the difference I I Mm. went I I think it was Zar who survived and Carl who died yeah I, had to, yeah, I literally was, had yeah. to go into the um, the credits to make sure who everyone was. Because Carl was uh, ambushed out of the cave, wasn't he? And then he yeah. came back and then that they was the fight scene. Rocks and stuff. I literally also, only remember Carl's name because it's spelled K-A-L and it just makes me think of Superman. So <laughs> that's the only reason I remember it. <laughs> uh, but I just got to say, you know, it felt like Hartnell, um, you know, being a jerk in this. Like he, I say he's, um, you know, not very nice in the first three parts. And it always, 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 this is coming from someone who's seen all the Hartnell stories, including the missing ones. It always annoys me when I read an article and they do the rankings for the Doctor, put Hartnell low and say that, um, oh, he's just a grumpy old man and stuff. It's clear you've only seen the first three parts. That's why I'm saying he has the best character arc. He starts off as a jerk before, through the entire era, 
became more and more better. And that final speech to the Cybermen, where he's like, love, pride, mm. hate, fear. Well, it's it's like, it's been nice knowing you guys, but yeah, when episode three comes out, Mario, it was it was lovely getting to know you. <laughs> but I'm gonna... <laughs> You're not gonna like my opinion of Hartnell, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> I, was saying, I, I like Tunnel. I, I say, I, uh, he was fine. I just say that yeah. final line to the Simon Tenth Planet just like pushes him over and that makes him the Doctor we know and love. And, yes. and it's like fitting how he just regenerates straight to Troutman, who's my favourite casting doctor. The thing is, he, would, he wouldn't be near the top of my list, but uh, like that, he wouldn't be near, like, right at the bottom. Yeah, I think I find him too inconsistent episode to episode, but I agree with you that uh, arguably my favourite episode of any of the Hartnell era is the Tenth Planet, and that speech mm. in particular is just beautiful. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. yeah. I don't agree with Joss Nair saying he's the best doctor, though. No. Just not the best. He may be the most important or the most influential, yeah. I would say that, but not the best. Oh, his, 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 like, I, like I said, the parallels of his character are carried over into Modern Who, so mm -hmm. you can clearly mm -hmm. see where the writers and the actors are, are inspired by his incarnation. Yeah, yeah. but Harnell didn't deserve more votes on the, you know, the, um, that, you know, that poll recently. Trout, mm -hmm. like, why was Troughton at 10? But the thing is, I think it's because most of the classic Who doctors only had 1 or 2%. And then it was all the modern um, era, and you've got to remember, yeah. not all the old people, not, not the old people, just the people that watched the uh, original series, they, they, not all of them are online, and not all of them mm. are alive anymore. A lot of them went on, because it was 50 years yeah. ago, let's um, just say. Yeah. And not everyone over 50, not many people know how to work a phone, not many people are on Twitter. And also, uh, yeah. I think it's worth, I think it's worth pointing out quickly that um, uh, fans were using Ignito mood to vote multiple times, and then I think Whitaker was out in the lead at one point, but then everyone was like, "No, this can't happen," and then everyone just started. All like the David Tennant fans, all the Matt Smith fans, they like they got all their uh, social groups to vote, and that's why the classic who doctors were so low because there was the fight between the best modern Who Doctor. So I think the best way to settle it would be to do a classic Who um, yes, rival poll, say that. and then a modern Who rival poll, and put the two winners together, and then yeah, I think that would be more fair. Sorry, I don't agree, but I think the reason why, and this is kind of part of what's problematic about fandom in general, but Doctor Who right now, I think Hartnell's always going to get more votes at the moment because there's way too many people who are like, no, Hartnell was the first. You can't just retcon that Chibnall. Hartnell, we all love him. Um, and it's not because they particularly like that character. It's because they dislike the Timeless Children arc. So I think it's it's kind of disingenuous that they're like no he's the first so we'll vote him so that we can show we love him kind of thing yeah um, I, I i i couldn't be asked to vote in that poll um tenant <laughs> if you're wondering tenant is my favorite doctor i know that's a common yeah opinion, same whatever yeah. but tenant is my is my boy favorite classic doctor is Troughton. um yeah i'll confess to voting for matt smith about 10 times <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even see how to vote, to be honest. But I, I knew what was going to happen, and it would you just, just evolve to a, into a yeah, fan yeah. vote. You yeah. just had to go to a website, and then you clicked it, and then it showed you the percentage after you voted. Hmm. And then all anyway, you had to do was gone Peter Moon. Oh, yeah. Um, series eleven tangent. Oh God. Um, that was series twelve more, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I mentioned about the whole um, the John Smith thing in part one? I mentioned. Yeah. 
I um, put this in um, part three, and the doctor says fear makes companions out of all of us. Yes. He got, yes. He got that from Clara. He did. He have gotten that from Clara in Listen. Yep. Like, that was the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The attention that <laughs> people bash on Moffat, but that was brilliant. I, was. That put a great big smile on my face. Like, it did. I Moffat, thought, oh my genius. god, how, how the reference in the Easter egg, and I thought... Just, just like the, um, you know how Osgood's, um, like, a character called Osgood appears in, like, a Pertwee story, it's like... Oh, yeah, in Unit, yeah. Yeah, that's like modern Osgood's dad. And of course, Kate Stewart. We all know about Kate Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, one was, that one was more obvious. Like, yeah. You know, it didn't take a. You didn't take someone like Moffat to pull that one off. I could have pulled that one off. Since we're talking about the, like, the parallels, I think. Um, did you guys know that um, Moffat was inspired by Billy Piper, Rose Tyler, to name um, Bill Potts? Oh no, I didn't. But that because, makes sense. Um, I think it was either RTD or Tennant who called. I think it was Tennant actually who used to call Billy Piper. Bill, and mm. it must have been on the um, Day of Doctor set because that's the year he was inspired by to get the note down that Bill Potts' mm -hmm. future companion. And obviously, on that experience, he thought Bill, Bill uh, Piper went into Potts, and then mm -hmm. that's since we're talking about parallels, I thought I threw that out there. And it's a cool. it's a cool fun fact as well, I, in my opinion. Yeah, it's absolutely cool. Mm. So, sorry, I'm myself there. Yes, yeah, so, sorry I muted myself that I had to sneeze. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Thanks for saving our ears. <laughs> also, um, uh, I put this at the, at the, um, the top. It's like, Susan gets given a book on the um, the French Revolution. find it fitting how they made the, the finale of season one then going to the French Revolution. I thought that yeah, was... Yeah, they nice actually... They, multiple times they say that the uh, French Revolution is the Doctor's favourite period in history because that's another Moffat pull when it comes to uh, the girl in the fireplace as well. Mm. <laughs> Well, we've talked about the first part. Should we talk about the second part? Uh, I think the second part was mostly in the cave. Well, no, I the, I say the um, cave of skulls, as it's you know the second part's called, is the the best part out of I guess a hundred thousand BC, purely because like there's a good chunk of it spent in the TARDIS, and you know like them like Ian and Barbara just getting used to it and stuff. It's like oh my god, like. We just we just move. We're in a different time period and everything. That was where the yeah. we're not, I mean, we're not in a different time period. We're in a, we're in a studio um, owned by the BBC, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Give be fair to uh, to Aros Hussein, yeah, given yeah, that yeah. it's 1963 and he's got cameras yeah, that are the size of a small truck to deal with. You know. They said it was like the smallest studio, and they had to like pretty much yeah. hold everything like the smallest studio. Like they used the same thing for Marco Polo. Like, the Gobi Desert yeah, is huge, yeah. and you have to do it in this tiniest studio. I must say, though, they did very well with the studio, because uh, you could obviously tell that there was screen screening. But yeah. it wasn't obvious. They like, did look it, really if, good, If you say. weren't looking for it, you could be like, that's reasonable, for the time especially. Yeah, and if um, if we're dealing with that kind of thing right now, I will say that if you get a chance to... Um, to look them up, there is um, sort of maps of where the cameras have to go uh, in the studio, which um, you should try and find because it, it made me get a new appreciation for Waris Hussein for the director because I, I they're all on tracks and they've kind of like got weird paths they all have to follow to, and it's got to be done more or less as live. Okay, the very first episode uh, where the cameraman goes through the gates. And then it mm. shows the TARDIS, and then it zooms out, and then it goes in on the sign. I thought, 
That's very good. And of course, the ambient sound of the TARDIS in the background. I loved it. It's like proper gritty mm. sci-fi. And I thought, that's good. Yes, totally agree with you on that one. I iconic shot. And for a reason, you can see why it was reused in Day of the Doctor as well. Completely. Yes. Agree. But I was saying about, um, I've seen Josh Nair's um, documentary on um, the making of Marco Polo, and I imagine that was probably quite similar to mm -hmm. 100,000 BC. Yeah, very much so, yeah, because um, they, they only recently found the sort of camera maps and a lot of the photos and th things from Marco Polo, because Warwick Hussein didn't realise that he had them in a in his attic somewhere, <laughs> um, which is how they were able to find a lot of the telly snaps apart from four. I think there was two episodes of it he didn't direct, somebody else did, so we still haven't got those. Oh, um, I, I, yeah. I, I wish Marco Polo got recovered. That would be such an awful <laughs> story to get recovered. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely possible. It was like shipped out to like nine different countries. I think there's, there's definitely... Um, there's some stories out there that they're just waiting for the right time. Collections. They're just waiting for the right time. J Storm the house of the of the um the prick who stole Weather Fear Three. Because <laughs> that that was just a joke. But the thing is, I there's obviously stories that will never be recovered. Oh yeah. There's stories that are not out Lisa there. Stephen. But I think there there there's a there's gonna be a proportion, maybe about. 25, 20 stories there must be out there. But the thing is, in yeah. my lifetime, I've got, uh, let's say, 55 years left. I, I reckon only another five, maybe four stories are going to be revealed in that time. I didn't think. Well, hopefully in your lifetime, they'll all get animated. <laughs> I, think, I, I think every episode is going to be animated before the day I die. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it will be yeah. tough, though, with like poor audio quality and high amount of characters, unless they give them a budget. That's why I always say, give the animation team a Frickin' budget. Do they have the original scripts? I guess so, yeah. Okay. It's just the, the, you know, the audio quality, you know, before Graham Strong rocks up and um, had the brilliant recording um, method, they weren't the best. Like, Graham Strong started recording, I think, from the Daleks' master plan onwards, so any missing story before the Daleks' master plan has pretty poor audio quality. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, if there's nothing else to say about episode two, the only other thing I've got to say, and it's going to make me sound like a, an old prude, um, I, I don't love that the doctors seem to be smoking, and I know it's a it's something that's been addressed before, and it's necessary for the sort of like, oh look, he makes fire, um, but I'm just not fond of that for what's supposed to be a kids show, and that's all I'm going to say on that. The thing is, well, that was like the sixties. Everyone's聞いてたからね。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。いや、いや。
quicken this up because we did miss a section earlier, which I want to go back to at the end. Mm-hmm. And we've okay. only got 40 minutes before I have to do the uh, Be The Chosers right. thing. Well, I don't really have a lot else to say, so I can just blast out my my thoughts for the for the rest if you want. Um, yeah, I just, I just, episode three and four. Through, let's like, talk I'll about. Just quickly go through yeah. some other thoughts. Like I'll I said, um, yeah. yeah. So Zara is um, OTT, and Susan was really annoying in that one, and she is for the rest of um, the series until um, Dark Invasion of Earth. She's overrated. Um, <laughs> I I said, do you think I care about Zang Cal's rivalry? Um, <laughs> to put the cavemen are quite annoying, and I said. That the cliffhanger wasn't even a cliffhanger. Oh look, some skulls. Ooh wee. Mm. Yeah, but you yeah. gotta remember they're not very intelligent. They're like subpar human. They're just like yeah. very early variations of humans. Yeah. But these these are my notes. Um, give your opinion if you want. The jungle scenes were very enjoyable in my opinion. It brought through the morals of Ian, Barbara, and this and Susan, and even yes, the Doctor, though his morals weren't in the right place. Mm-hmm. It just shows you what kind of characters they all were. Um, I also put the fourth episode is a return to form. It's paced well and the story is gripping. I, I really I would agree. Um, yeah. The fighting scene should have had more to it. The sense that the drumming music should have been started earlier and more common because the, the mm. drum beats add to the intensity of the fight. But it starts about halfway through the fight and I thought, why not just start at the start? But, uh, I put also instead the reaction shots were left to be lacking because the intensity wasn't there until the drum beats mm. became more frequent. Um, I also put the ending was nice and by that point I was comfortable with the team and was eager for more. And then I go mm. into my summary, so I'll stop there for now. Yeah, when, when I was thinking about my notes, I only um, did the notes for um, the part two. I didn't do it. I'll, I'll just do them quickly for the rest of the story, like all, all, uh-huh. all the rest of the parts. Mostly in just part four, because I didn't really do much in part three. That was probably the weakest. Mm-hmm. Um, I put, um, so what happened to the tribe after they left? Because they captured, you know, after the Doctor, Ian, Barbara, and Susan, you know, they made fire. They pretty much kept, kept in there, I'm assuming as they could consistently make fire. So do they all die after they left? And they just saw a great big box disappear out of nowhere. It's like, what happened? Mm. And I That's put, Doctor Who though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I liked how they ended it. Uh, it was and like, I put, wow. And I put, um, they never caught a break in, six, in early 60s stories. Like, they always linked one story after another. Like, they do one mm-hmm. story, then the next story immediately happens. It's not like, um, like in Modern Who, where there's like mid-stories, you know, we never see like the one with Jim the Fish. Hmm. There was, a, I think, as they went on, there was gaps and bits and pieces where you, you could insert stories, and Big Finish has done a lot of that. Yeah. But certainly for the first season, um, if you want to refer to it as that, yeah, it is basically one episode leads too much onto the next. You can't insert anything anywhere. So I agree with you there. Similar to that, though, I want to uh, mention. I like how the uh, title sequence fades into the actual episode for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. and then the also the music comes in well before the credits which Modern Who doesn't do as well. And I thought it just it just brings the mystery to the show. I love it. Yeah, also, I will I, shout out as well since, uh, since there's nowhere else to do it. That Yeah, shout out to whoever invented the title sequence, which is fantastic. Again, it's iconic. For, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I know they did the music. I'm talking about the um, whoever decided to sort of, if you make a camera look down its own self and it does that weird... Uh, circular motions thing as well I, so. I couldn't quite yeah. hear what you said but just to clarify it was Ron Greener who did yeah. the title yeah. sequence I think he was talking about the, the camera and stuff oh, the cameraman okay 
Yeah, somebody, I do remember hearing somebody sort of recognise that if you pointed a camera down itself or something like that, that's what made that kind of weird um, pattern that happens. And I thought um, also the materialisation scene uh, where the camera yes. zoomed in on the, uh, oh, yeah. the panel at the front, the, the, the one that goes up and down with the lights, mm -hmm. and I thought that was a great shot. Direction-wise, yeah, that was, that was literally the uh, the only note I made under special effects was that there's not much to speak of, but the TARDIS, um, any time the TARDIS is kind of taking off or oh, landing, yeah. is fantastic. The TARDIS just, aesthetic is amazing. I love that TARDIS. Yes, just got one more. Um, just got one more. A bit of um, like um, notes at the um, the end of that. It says, "Great cliffhanger to a much better episode." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The Daleks is amazing. Yeah, well, not should... my favorite in season mm. one. Keys of Marinus is better in season one, in my yeah. opinion. I like um, that one, yeah. Should, should we give our summaries for this episode, then? Uh, well, I have a couple of um, very brief thoughts before we do that, but it won't take long, I promise. Um, just a few notes. Under the writing, I've said that the episode's good throughout uh, establishing the mystery of Susan um, and then who the Doctor is and the kind of idea of, um, of them as being alien time travellers. To that end, I think one of my favourite bits was the Travellers in the Fourth Dimension speech. Oh, um, yeah. I think that's a, a really great Our speech. Dialogue, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, the the biggest issue I had, if we're talking negatives with the episode, is, and I know it's it's not going to be popular. I do think it's a little bit sexist, um, like Barbara uh, tripping over a ball in episode three, and she screams, or the when they, they um, fall over, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or when they, the, the, the most egregious thing though is when they say they better free Ian because he's needed to defend them. And it's uh, that's very kind of yikes, you know. Yeah. It wasn't uh, overboard sexism, but there was definitely a, a, a sexist undertones to it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more with with modern eyes. I, I would don't say it uh, in a way that like it's like terrible, especially for the time. But looking at it now, I think we kind of have to acknowledge that it's a little bit there. <laughs> so, yeah, um, but, you... um, I wrote this down actually. Um, like for part three, it's like so her just stands and screams, Zars getting mauled. Yeah, like, it was like a bit weird how she just stands on the screen. Like she doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only um, the only other note that I made was under under direction for episode four, which is a bit of a nerdy thing. Um, I thought it was really effective when they worked out the kind of burning skulls thing, but all oh, the way through, literally, literally all I could think of was Ghost Rider through that <laughs> entire scene because it looks so much like him. Um, I like that scene. I thought I thought it was very clever how they used that to trick him. I think Mario actually said yeah. he didn't like that bit. Like it was oh, crazy. I like that bit. I, th I think yeah, he mentioned yeah, yeah. that. But I, I really enjoyed that bit. I just, yeah, I just, I would say. Um, all I thought about it was gullible cavemen. Mm. Yeah. Um, alright. Um, but that links back to their um, subpar knowledge. Yeah. They needed uh, everything dumb dumb to them. So do we want to um, start with uh, with Mario and give our overall kind of summaries of yeah, the, of the episode? Alright, so I'll give my summary. So, part one is amazing, iconic, so, so good, great atmosphere, great music, everything. Nine out of ten, I've already mentioned that. But then it drifts into a complete, like a very different story, which just might as well be its own thing. With some cavemen and a rivalry we don't care about and other things we don't care about. It's quite slow, quite boring. The fight scenes in part four are interesting and stuff. But the second half, well, not well, second three quarters, I guess. But you know, this hundred thousand BC bit is significantly weaker. I give, I give the hundred thousand BC bit a four out of ten. And altogether, unfortunately, because the hundred thousand BC takes so much of the episode, 
I give the episode entirely a 5 out of 10. Ooh. Okay. Um, I, I, I would want to give it higher, but 100,000 BC is just not my thing. Okay. That makes sense. Did you want to go next then, Will, and then I'll uh, round us up? Yeah, sure. I think I actually gave most of my thoughts at the start on the summary. Fair enough. I'll, I'll just repeat my summary because there are things I did purposely miss out. So mm. I put a terrific establishing episode to start it all off. It gave us a history lesson, which I appreciated, but there was only so much they could do, and it sort of fell flat and into mediocrity. Is that the word? Mediocrity? Yeah. Mediocrity. Okay. Democracy. Or why? Yeah. Not so, democracy. <laughs> excluding the doctor. <laughs> that's how I hate you. Uh, the trio was good, though a tad overacted at times, as we've already said. I liked mm. the music and the direction, and the setting was very good, in my opinion, for the time, especially. Overall, a good, sto- a good solid story, but with much potential to be sought after, my rating would be a 7. Right. Okay. Um. So just very quickly, because I'm I'm aware of your time crunch, I'll get into mine and say that, um, it was mostly good to great. Hartnell was a little bit too rough around the edges for me, especially in the latter three episodes. Um, and the women don't fare very well in the writing, but I suppose that's a, uh, maybe because of the time. Um, there's occasional stumbles over sort of words or things, but that's due to the schedule, so you kind of forgive yeah. it. Um, episode four surprised me with how violent it was, almost, <laughs> um, particularly for the time. I mean, not now, um, but for 63, I think it would have been a little bit shocking. Um, there was some good moments of tension. I agree that the cliffhanger leading into the better episode was good. Um, and I do want to give a quick couple of shout outs, first of all, to Verity Lambert and Sydney Newman oh, yeah. and everyone involved in the creation of the show. Um, and yeah. reiterate, if you if you get a chance to really do go and watch an adventure in space and time, Mark yeah. Gatiss's kind of um, docudrama about the formation of the show, because it's far better than the first episode itself actually is. So, um, so, so good. Documentary. Yeah, yeah I can't recommend like, it I enough. Like it nearly made me cry. Yeah, I only say hmm. nearly because I don't cry in films. <laughs> I found it with that um, special does how the start was linked to the end and the exit of William Hartnell was very clever. You'd think, oh, why, yeah. why is he crying? And then at the end, you, it really kicks in. It's like, damn. But the point I wanted to make was there will be people that are listening to this that have not uh, watched modern who, um, classic who at all. So I yes. can recommend it. At, um, I can recommend it enough. That's what I meant. Not at all. Yeah, agreed. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah please watch um, <clears throat> the classic series. Don't miss Start it. Yes. With it. Start with Genesis of the Daleks because that's what everyone recommends and it's a great one. And just work your way from there, okay? Yeah. They're, do- they're on daily motion, for goodness sake. You can find them yeah. there. No and watch slash series.co also do, and that's how I watch my um, stories. Just remember to use the ad blocker, and if there are pop ups, just close them. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, well, we're, um, I will say that I watch. I watch the classic episodes on BritBox to give it a quick shout out, other than the ones that are missing, which I do use daily motion for the um, tally snap yeah. reconstructions. Um, the only other note I had was the uh, slight controversy about did Susan name the TARDIS, which comes from this episode, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's so kind of proven to be a complete lie multiple times since. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I get where they, why they might have thought that, but yeah, I think... It, at this point, we kind of have to agree that she was lying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, overall, I think I would say more or less exactly the same as you guys and surprisingly the same as Mario, who I promise I didn't com- copy off. I would say there's one great episode, three episodes that are mostly poor, below average. And for 
all four parts together overall i literally did also give it five out of ten mostly for the iconic episode one so yeah. um just quickly while um will's totting up those scores i do want to give um, yeah, i do want to give a quick shout out um for a twitter account which is at kieran c hodgson um he's a hilarious guy who does kind of um parody really quick versions of the first few episodes of doctor who um oh, yeah. it's not it's not hugely disrespectful but it is hilarious especially if you've seen the episodes and his kind of um briefly reacted version of he's currently done an unearthly child the daleks in the edge of destruction yeah and um, it's since we're addressing an unearthly child i thought i'd give him a shout out and say if you've seen the episode in particular because you'll appreciate it more do go to at kieran c hodgson and give him a quick like because i, I love what he's doing there and he does pick up on a lot of the things that um are a little bit worth criticizing maybe yeah. so yeah seeing as we're talking about a Hartnell story and Hartnell's this guy's favorite doctor can i give a shout out too to a certain youtuber sure yeah of course give a shout out to josh Nez because yes. he makes amazing videos. no yes. um just because we're talking about 60s and stuff he makes amazing videos on like the missing episodes you know documentaries about them um, I can't stop rewatching the Missing Avatar series and the Daleks Master Plan documentary. They are stellar. He also has a loads of um, other stuff. Just expect fanboy um, fanboys of um, Hartnell and Nissa. Right. Cool. Well, I um, just so everyone knows at home, I did actually address this in episode three, but it's too late because this will be going out first. This schedule is so is a nightmare. But we have a leaderboard. And we rank each episode where what we've rated, uh, and we put onto the leaderboard with the average score. And then after each episode, it goes under or above the episodes that we rated the week before. And because this is the first one, technically, there will be uh, we will not be revealing the score we gave to the third episode, which we aren't revealing at this time. But it's a start, and it's five point six. Fair enough. And I think that is very harsh. I think that is harsh. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, for all four parts, I don't think it is. I think that's about what I, I, that's more or less what I would say. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I decided yeah. to round down. I was thinking maybe I should round it up to a six, but I thought, nah, nah. I'll in in the five. grand scheme of things, we've got some. Uh, the episodes we're doing are mostly good ones, so I think an early child is gonna fall. Up. Add near the bottom of the list, which I think is harsh. But Rip. rest mm. in peace. I mean, it's worth noting though that if we were just rating the episode called an unearthly child, that we'd probably it would have an average of nine point something because yeah. it was yes. what a nine and two tens. So, <laughs> well, an unearthly child five point six. Yeah, I kind of regret giving it a nine at the moment. It probably would have came up to a ten, to be honest. I, I give Fair it a enough. ten. He yeah. would have given it a ten. You give it a ten. So. Then yeah, maybe it's worth the worth a little asterisk next to an earthly child where we would actually give the first episode a complete ten because yeah. that would make yeah. that top the list. I think any day. So. Well, Put it up in an earthly child and hundred thousand BC. Come on. Yeah. Well, in episode three, I didn't intend to do this, but uh, you mentioned it, Mike. And um, since the name of the podcast is hit or miss, we may as well give uh, each story a hit or a miss score as well as our rating. Mm -hmm. Now, you two have rated the episode very average in the middle. Oh, so, God. this will be tougher for you. Is <laughs> An Earthly Child, the four episodes all together, a hit or a miss? Hit because it's the first episode. Yeah, I think hit 
but that's entirely because of that first episode, which does all the heavy lifting to get it there. If it was just a random episode in the center of season two or something, it would definitely be a mess. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it here. I, I like the story. I, I, I like the story. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sure there will be people that hopefully agree with all of us. And I've actually decided I'm going to put, you know, on some YouTube videos, you can um, have the eye at the top and then it oh, yeah. expands oh, yeah. and you can expand it and it, a poll comes up. I think I'm going to yeah. do that and I'm going to say, do you agree with our assessments? And I then I'll do another think, one saying no, hit or miss. YouTube got rid of um, the polls in the iCard. Did they? Oh. Yeah, they got rid of them. Oh, well, we always have the comments anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I may put like a straw poll in the um, description. I'll link a straw poll. Mm. You can do a Twitter poll as well. That's what I was gonna do. That yeah. Well, that's the episode review. How go? How do you guys think that went? Just, Amazing. Uh, yeah, I agree. Brilliant. It, that was so much fun to do. The pog. Yeah, this is the yeah. second one we've done, and it's it's great fun. The, I'm the thing it. is, the thing is, I thought um, my internet was gonna go down. I thought it was gonna be like a really messy episode, but it wasn't. Yeah, like I said, like I said, I have done podcasts before, but never, but never a super lengthy one. Yeah, yeah. But this ain't um, super lengthy. It's like hour and a half so far. But no, but I haven't done any which were longer than half an hour. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm aware that we've skipped over your on this day section, though. Will I don't I know if you want to? gonna go to that. Get the hit or miss stuff at the start because that was a load of fun. It is the hit or miss is staying the second section. On this day will be the first section from now on. But um, just please keep listening if you're listening at home, which I'm sure you are. Just don't yeah. turn off, please. But from episode two onwards, it will be on this day, then he'll miss, then the episode review, then a final chat about anything we want. Like in episode three, we talked about the chase because we didn't know. Actually, that's the point. The news should have been the final thing we talked about because that was the final thing we talked about in episode three. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, maybe we can see who um who stuck around to the end. If you stuck around to the end and you're hearing this, Put something like type it in a normal comment and then put in brackets or something. Gullible cavemen. Yes, gullible cavemen. And <laughs> absolutely, bra- yeah. Brackets. Yeah. <laughs> or just or just a simple comment which just says gullible cavemen to say that you've um, sat through the whole podcast and we'll give or it. Or do, do you know what? If if you've sat through till the, till this part at the very end, um, just write down in the comments. Do you think Susan's lying and bragging about making up the TARDIS name? Because I think she is. So. Yeah, I think she's. She Watch this podcast. You know. There are absolutely no comments. Nobody comments at all. <laughs> I'll comment. I'll comment. I got a chance. Oh, I will. Saying, okay. It's me. It's me. But the thing is, the chase that got about four or five comments on every episode. So I'm sure people will comment on this one, and that will. You know, oh, I'll be. Uh, I'll be signal boosting it. Don't worry. I'll be sharing it around social okay. media and stuff. Yeah. yeah. This will be the. This will be the. Um, the podcast I um, promote the most, along yeah. with the greatest podcast in the cosmos. Yeah, I think because we have guests on each week, we have more um, marketing potential. That's why I think it's mm. going to be engaging, not just the marketing perspective, but the actual episodes themselves. I think they're going to be great, getting a different perspective each week. And I think that's what makes it so good, in, in my opinion. Yeah. I think this podcast is great fun. We've, we've had two recordings now. I'm really enjoying it. So this will be going on the 18th, so October the 18th on this day. And you guys just give your thoughts. If you recognize a name later on, just tell me. Okay. Same with you guys in the comments listening on. So on this day, October the 18th, Planet of Evil, part four, premiered in 1975. I don't remember anything about that story. It's a pretty dull one. Okay. Well, Meg Loss, part four, also premiered. 
Oh god, Matt Gloss. Okay. Uh, got oh, it's got um what is it, Jack Jacqueline Hill who played um Barbara in Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was also in episode three actually, uh, this story. But it's uh I think it's an earlier uh, episode of it. The Trial of the Time Lord Part Seven premiered in nineteen eighty six and I know my has not watched part, this. That's part three of Mind Warp, right? Yes. I don't yeah, know. Part three of Mind Warp. I don't know if it's about what, but I, I think it might be. I think, I think it was, because, yeah, the last one, uh, which was actually episode three, I think was Terror of the Vervoids, so it would make sense. Yeah, it's like, it's a mysterious planet, Mind Warp, Terror of the Vervoids, and the best one, Ultimate Foe. Yeah. Uh, next one, Ghost Light Part 3, premiered in 1989. What the heck mm. happened in Ghost Light? <laughs> I, still, I still don't understand. <laughs> no, Oops, someone's got a visitor. Yeah, that was me. Um, okay, well, oh, bless. next one. Doctor Who, The Greatest Moments, The Daleks, premiered in 2009. That was like a special uh, like, feature. I've never seen that. Episode. Yeah, neither have mm. I. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, oh, that just reminds me of like something I saw, um, I think, was it like 2013? It's like, Greatest Monsters and Villains, and it'll be like, you know, top, it'll be like a top 10. Like, there'll be like, what, five, ten minutes just talking about an episode, and, be, and then it'll just show you a random episode. Like, for some reason, the Cybermen one was the next Doctor instead of the Series 2 two-parter. Um, the Dalek one, which is number one, was Dalek, you know. Um, mm. That was the first time I saw Dalek. Um, uh, yes, the, um, uh, si the Silence was like number four and stuff. The Ice Warrior was like number six. So, something like that, mm. yeah. Fair enough. Right, um, The Vault of Secrets, episode 1, premiered in 2010. Never heard of it. No. Was that Sarah Jane Adventures? Yeah. That was the Sarah oh. Jane Adventures. Alright, I'm terrible with the Sarah Jane Adventures. I think it was names. the, um, of course there was the Doctor Who special, the Men in Black one, but it's not that one, it's the um, Men in Black What's inspired. Season? It, it is, it's um, Andrew Vax and the Men in Black, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, what season was it? I'm having oh, a... I couldn't tell you that, three maybe? Hang on, I've got oh, the DVDs literally... Series, series if four, it's season three, then obviously I don't season know. Four, season four, episode three. Yeah, see, season three and four I don't remember anything of. Those ones suck. But yes, yeah, the Andrew Vax and Men in Black. There it is. Yeah. Premier. Yeah, it's on the series four box set right after the Nightmare Man and just before Death of the Doctor. I love the Nightmare Man. Season four is good. Season 4 yeah, was Sarah Jane, yeah. Yeah. I, I, The only episodes I liked in Season 4 were The Nightmare Man, Death of the Doctor, and... Those are the only ones that I remember off the uh, top of my head. Empty Planet, Lost in Time, and Goodbye Sarah Jane Smith. Oh yeah, Good Goodbye Sarah Jane, I That's just remembered good. that. that, that I don't think it's in series, Season 4, but um, I would just want to mention quickly, uh, the, Mona, the Revenge of Mona Lisa. Oh yeah, Mona Lisa. That, 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 uh, that story gave me nightmares as a kid. I hated <laughs> it. The penultimate episode of Season 3. That, uh, I really liked that one, that was a really fun one. It was one, a good one, opinion. but it was very scary. Yeah, my, I didn't think um, it was scary. Well, as a kid, you're very susceptible to scary things. Yeah, I think Some the only yeah. things are I remember scary. I was. I remember like I. I did. I the only when I was younger before I um saw the whole series. Like I only saw one Sarah Jane episode at Sarah Jane Adventures episode, and it was the second part of the gift. The gift, you know, the one with the barber in, and that one scared mm. me because those plants were freaky and like the thing they was, <laughs> the disease they gave you and stuff. It's like ugh. Mm. That freaked me out. Yeah, well, the um, Sarah Jane Adventure Alien Files, should I say, episode 2 premiered in that, on that day, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, another Sarah Jane Adventures one, The Man Who Never Was, episode 2, which was actually the final episode of, with yeah. Sarah Jane in. 
very sad. That's for me, for me the um, for me the only um episode in series five which um I like is um Curse of Clyde Langer. That episode, they ended that that episode. <sighs> Being in the That's... final season, I'm so happy that I was in the final season. Yeah, even though it, I, it I really wish it was up. just like it was plopped into um like if they knew what was going to happen and stuff, it was like just plopped into um series four and stuff, and they, and they just ended it there with goodbye Sarah Jane. Hmm. But that was a great episode. Did, did you mm. watch that, Mike? Uh, yeah. Knows. Um. I think we're definitely going to have to um to review a Sarah Jane story or two. Definitely. So yeah, I did, and I like it a opinion. lot. So. Unpopular opinion. I prefer Sarah Jane Adventures to Torchwood, just because it's a bit more. I think Torchwood is a bit too heavy for me. Mm. I would say. Yeah. Nostalgia wise, in my childhood, I loved the Sarah Jane Adventures, but I think someone's just gone. No, I got another message. Oh, Lewis. Lewis just asked, are, "Are you still doing the pilot?" Still doing the pilot, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, someone messaged me. Alright, we'll get yes. through the rest of these. Stop talking about Sarah Jane, we'll get through the rest of these. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Flatline premiered in 2014 as oh, Doctor Flatline, Who amazing. Extra Special Four Hits. Flatline's amazing. I like Flatline. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic moment. Now, that's... I love that episode. Yeah, it's good. That's the episodes out of the way. It's now the births and the deaths. There's only oh. one birthday today, actually. Um, Shauna... Ah, oh, the second name. Uh, T-R-P-C-I-C. Shauna Tripic. Tripic. Yeah. Will be 54. She was the main costume designer in Torchwood Miracle Day, incidentally. We were talking about that earlier. Shame she was stuck with such bad season. No, it was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know if, why, why you wouldn't have this down, but I did see on Twitter something that it was, I think, Nicola Bryan's birthday today as well. Oh, yeah. On this day is the 18th of yeah, October. Yeah, on oh, okay. the 11th. Yeah, which is what. what so what on this day. On. Oh, we, sorry. Apologies. It's not actually today. It's just the episode that when it'll be out. Yeah, that was my fault. Sorry, because I forgot that we were going out on a different day. Wait, you did you not recognize that yesterday either? I'm I'm a fool. I'm old. <laughs> Let me go. Okay. Uh, well, happy birthday to them. They will be 54. Edward Brayshaw would have been 87. He was in The War Games. I haven't seen it. Sorry. You haven't seen The War Games? Games? Not yet, no. <laughs> oh man, you're going to be slowered. <laughs> My dad doesn't like The War Games. He thinks it's too slow. It is. And it's I, ten I, parts, isn't it? It is ten parts. It's, I it's think ridiculous. It, is. I, it breathes by for me. I like, I watch, I like it. I like I, it, I, but it's when, it's I, when I watch it, you know, my parents insist on like watching one, one, five parts one day, five parts the other. It's like I just want to watch all ten parts. It's so no, good. It's good, but it's just too long. Too I don't long. think it is. It okay. freezes life for me. Okay, well, we've got a couple minutes quickly. Let's get through this. Um, John Collins, who died in 1987, would have been 92. He was in the Leisure Hive. Boo. Pleasure high. You're booing someone's death. No, 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 no I meant boo the pleasure high. Yeah. Not, no. Oh, Mario no, is an awful human being. No. <laughs> shame he had. No, I mean, boo that he had to be stuck with such an awful story. Yeah. Well, I'm he, sad that yeah. he's dead. Sad he, that he's dead. He was Rest 92, 1987. Aged 58. That's not an age to die. That's very early. Oh, jeez. 58. Really young. Yeah. Um, oh, she was Sheila Jill would have been 94. She was in the Mordron Undead. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. She's, yeah, she has a good episode. And um, that was the, like the birthdays, but also the deaths. So like, yeah. um, it was their birthday on the 18th, 
but they died on mm. another day, I but believe. They sadly yeah, passed away, yeah. yeah. But on this day, John Hollis passed away in 2005, aged 64. He was in The Mutants. Mm, not a fantastic app, but uh, yeah, yeah, not a great age either. Probably my second least favourite Pertwee behind um, Death to the Daleks. Mm. Okay. Well, I hate you... Death to the Daleks, it's so boring. Well, would you guys like to wrap this up? Mike? Yeah, um, just uh, quickly, just wanted to say um, I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. This is going to be our first episode, but um, it's our second recording, and I. Once again, we've went a little bit longer, I think, but hopefully we might uh, we might this be able is, this to... This is shorter than yesterday's, hour 47. Right, It'll come up to about 1.43. Cool. Fair can enough. Just... Um, yeah, go ahead, Mario. Can I just say that this was a lot of fun to do? I... Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. You can. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much. Also, I just want to clarify, I don't have anything against dead people. Okay. Uh, well, I was I was just about to say I want to thank Mario for coming on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. Thank you, thank you very much for coming on and being our um, our first guest that people will get to hear. I think um, you had a lot of um, a lot of opinions, a lot of them good. You were great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, you were... for most of them. Besides, you did. Besides well, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> You deserve help for that. No. I think we've uh, we may have upset Will once or twice too many uh, too many times. So. You <laughs> upset that, that Will. won't be an ongoing joke. I promise, because I'm sure you're annoying after full time. I upset Will because I don't like the gang of two parter. <sighs> yeah. Oh well. Mom. Thanks for everyone. We we'll definitely just drop out, everyone. I don't know. No. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Um, just to give a quick wrap up to everyone. Oh, you're loud, you're loud, you're loud. Wait, 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 yeah, do the usual things. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, share the uh, the podcast to as many, particularly Whovians, as you know. I definitely, um, and... I definitely didn't um, plug my channel when you guys go were gone. Well, I was just gonna say, do you guys want to quickly give your Twitter or Facebook handles or anything for people to follow? It'll be in the description, right, but I'll... you can say it if you want. All right, I'll just I'll just say um, but yeah, I, I, as I was jokingly saying, you know, I have a YouTube channel, Mario Bowser four nine four. And my Twitter is at Bowser four nine four. So if you if you wanna if you're interested, I do make some Doctor Who videos. I'm I made a I made a fun one earlier um, today when filming this. So yeah. Yeah, well I'm at Iron Mike Wilson on Twitter, all one word, lowercase. Um, but it'll be in the description. And uh, join us for episode two, which I think we're recording next week. Will you? Yes, next Sunday with Andrew Kemp, my good friend. That'll be an interesting Excellent. one. Excellent. Cool. Okie dokie. Um, I'll make sure to message you later about which episode that is to keep it straight. But um, I think it's... I think uh, I may uh, remember. Wait, I, I won't say it. I won't say it. But, yeah. Don't reveal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, it's a yeah. two-parter. So, do you want to just... Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I know the, I know the one then. Um, do you want to wrap things up and... Uh, and head well, us out of here then, Will? Well, before we stop, we did have a prediction um, in a previous episode. Well, technically, two episodes ahead. But um, we had a prediction of how long this ep uh, episode would come out, like how how many hours, how many minutes. So, yes. uh, can I just say, you were far out yesterday. You were oh. about 12, 30 minutes out. <laughs> so, you're currently at 1 hour 51. Mm. What time do you think, how long do you well, reckon? There wasn't that many dropouts, so I reckon this is going to be 1.48. I don't think yeah, it'll be the, that all much. All the dropouts were just for jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I reckon it'll be one. 
49. Oh, come on. You, you, your price has righted me. <laughs> it's going one higher. Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I didn't vote, so... Go for it. What do you... How long? Alright, I'll, I'll vote for... Seeing as episode 2 hasn't been recorded yet, I'll vote for what I think episode 2 will... How long episode 2 will be. Okay. I think episode 2 will be about um, an hour 45. Why should that be our longest one now? No, you said that. <laughs> well, and I've just remembered what we're talking about, and there's a chance it might be. So. Yeah, maybe. Well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you later. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys if you've made it this far. Um, Don't forget, gullible cavemen. Yeah, put in the comments. I will see you guys next week, where we will be reviewing another story. Until then, peace out. Bye. Take care. Bye.